Death da, how be doing? Welcome to podcast number five, as seen on TV. But don't get too carried away, as it's not as exciting as it sounds. Um, in fact, I think the podcast will most probably be ten times longer than I've actually ever been on telly. But there we go. When mother and father worked down egg depot, one of their work colleagues at the time was Annie Sargent. And Annie was a helper at the Sunday school for the chapel up opposite the police station there. Um, Miss Massey from Blackpool Place was the lady in charge, but Annie used to help out. So it was thought to be good for me and Julie to go Sunday school every week. Nowadays, the church is called the Connect Church, uh, formerly the Christian Centre. But back then, it was... I think either the Weybridge Congregational Church or the United Reformed Church. It used to have a average attendance every week. I don't think so many people went there as went to the Methodist Church that we now have got as our funeral home. Um, and from memory, we'd spend the first half of the service upstairs in the main chapel, and then we would all go downstairs in the Sunday school for the second half. Then, one day, there was a big announcement. The BBC Songs of Praise was coming to Wadebridge. But even more exciting, it was coming to our chapel. Every year, before and after this event, if there was ever a special service, I'd always be asked to sing a solo. And the song I would always sing, without fail, was Morning is Broken. I don't know why this song was chosen. Obviously, I'm thinking it was about 1972-ish, and at that time, Cat Stevens had recorded it. But I'm not sure if I sung it because he had done it, or whether he'd heard me do it, and he thought he would do it. But after the first time, as I said, every service after that that was a little bit special, up I would go. On the day of the recording, for songs of praise, I can remember the chapel was absolutely packed. There was all the town's dignitaries was there, and you've guessed it. Part way through the service, can we now have David Bray to sing "Morning Is Broken"? So up I went. As you can imagine, I I was very nervous, but um, as far as I know, all went well. I'm sure if it didn't, um, it would have haunted me for the rest of my life. They had a few cameras set up so that as people were singing the hymns, they'd pan in on them. Um, the Sunday school, we were all in the front row, but the only camera they had on us was on the end of the row, and all you could see was the, the first person. But I can remember, in and out, I'd just poke my head forward, have a geck, and then pop back in again. I can't remember how long after the filming the TV programme was shown on the BBC. But I can remember that evening we was all sat there round the telly watching, some excited really. But um, as the service went on, you could tell that it had been edited quite a bit. And you guessed it, unfortunately, my solo ended up on the cutting room floor. So all you actually saw of me was say about half a dozen times, popping my head out, having a geck, and back again.
The next time I was on TV was the coverage of Sir John Betjeman's funeral, uh, which was on all the news channels. The day before the funeral, uh, me and father went down to St Anadoc, just getting the final preparations ready for the next day. And there were just press everywhere, um, producers, cameramen, sorting out angles of which way they would be filming, etc. And as I may have mentioned before, the weather that day was handsome. However, the day of the funeral, as you know, the weather was awful. I parked the hearse up out of sight and then we walked up towards the cameras, father and me first with the bearers walking behind carrying Sir John. We were then filmed again as we came out of the church and over to the graveside for the interment and all was well. When everyone had cleared, uh, we packed everything up and then we headed back to Bridge End and obviously when we we got back, the first thing we did was, was dry off because we was both streaming leaking. And then I headed to Trelisk, um to bring someone back into our care. Nowadays, the times that you can go to the mortuary are really pretty restricted. Um, back then, you could go any time from 8 till 4.30. So this was what I was doing in the afternoon. And then I got back and got home in time for tea and watched the news at 5.45. At that time, video recorders weren't very common, and mother and father didn't have one, but luckily my cousin Mike Jarvis, married to Celia, sadly Mike is no longer with us, they lived just up the road in two trees, and father bought a blank tape and dropped it up to Mike, and dears of them, they recorded every programme, 5.45, 6 o'clock, the national TV, the local news, again, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 10.25. So we've seen it from every angle and every perspective. I'm guessing Mother must still have that tape. I will um, try and dig that one out. My other appearance on TV was when John Nettles interviewed us. Um, you might remember him. He was an actor. He played Bergerac, and then he was in the series Midsummer Murders. The series was um, all about Sir John Betjeman and his life, and the last programme was about his final days, his passing away, and his funeral. I remember a few days before the recording, I was actually over St Austell visiting Aunt Joyce and Uncle Sam, and I did mention to her what was going to happen. Just to give you the background, although Mother was born at Trevibbon near Little Petherick, um, her family were all Lockets and Rickards from St Austell, Mevacazy and St Stephen's. Over the years, all of Mother's siblings, which was Monty, Doreen and Ken, migrated to the Weybridge area, but Aunt Joyce, she stayed there in St Austell. Pretty much all of my life, I can remember them living in Fernisic Road in Boscopa. Anyway, I said to Aunt Joyce that John Nettles was going to interview me, and she said, oh, heck, well, when you see him, tell him I said hello. 
What I didn't know until that point was that he was actually born and bred there in St. Austell. She said, I knowed his mother very well. She had a little place there in behind Woolworths and she used to darn women's stockings. So on the day, the interview went well and afterwards we were talking there and I mentioned Aunt Joyce and of course then it got back to my days at St. Austell Sixth Form and I told him the story that I mentioned in the other podcast about my achievements, in inverted commas, in English literature with Sir John Betjeman's funeral. John, we was on first name terms by then, as you understand, he found my story um, very funny. So he called back the producer and got the cameraman to set up again. He said, we've got to film this. So we actually filmed my little yarn. I do remember afterwards actually worrying because I thought, oh, crumbs, is that really appropriate? But uh, I was a little concerned. And I do think that the programme's producers actually did think the same because when we did come to watch it, like my solo all those decades before, that too ended up on the cutting room floor. Again, When the series was aired, I can remember we all sat around the telly to watch it and dear old father, he came over really natural. It was lovely. Um, But I still do cringe to this day as to what I sounded like. Put it this way, I wasn't trying to sound posh. I was just trying to talk proper. And I can still hear grumpy and father what they would have said at the time. They would have said, go, how could he cut up? So I think that pretty much sums up all my brief TV appearances. So I think next week will be a natural progression as we move to the big screen. But I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope I didn't cut up too much. Wish you well. Do Guinness.